On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I talk about the IndyCar race in St. Louis and the Formula One Dutch Grand Prix. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rev Hang. I'm Nathan, and alongside me virtually is my good friend and co-host, Ben Bagley. How you doing, Ben? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. We got to do some uh, playing around in the dirt with the sprinklers today, and I uh, just got back from Redmond, floating the river. Nice. Sounds like a pretty fun weekend. I uh, I spent my weekend uh, up in the capital city of Salem uh, with my lovely lady, and we went to the dirt track car races in Lebanon. The only good uh, reason to go to that area of Oregon. Yes. Yeah, there's not much racing in Oregon, period, so uh, it's few and far between, but every Saturday during the summertime, we do have races in Lebanon at Willamette Speedway, and they are very fun to watch. Uh, this time around, it was a 100-lap feature race with uh, the IMCA modified cars, which are probably my favorite dirt cars. They're pretty cool. Uh, so that was a lot of fun to go see. Um, but anyway, we've got a couple of races to go over in IndyCar and Formula One outside of the dirt track spectrum, which is a much smaller scene. <laughs> uh, so let's just jump right in with the Bomberito Auto Group 500 at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis. Um, going through the top 10 in qualifying to give you some context, it was Joseph Newgarden, Colton Herta, Pato Award, Felix Rosenqvist, Roman Grosjean, David Malukas, Alexander Rossi, Will Power, Callum Eilat, and Scott McLaughlin. Um, going into the race, Newgarden led the first half uh, in dominating fashion. Um, on the first lap, Peterson got spun out by Ed Carpenter, and that brought out a caution. Dixon saved a ton of fuel in the first, uh, well, in really all of his stints, cutting out two pit stops compared to the rest of the field, which really helped him out later. On lap 108, Award challenged Newgarden for the lead, but Newgarden held and was able to get around lap traffic and create a barrier for himself. Uh, Fifteen laps later, Takuma Sato hit the wall and spun out, bringing out a caution. Uh, about 13 laps after that, Newgarden and Award banged wheels a couple of times on the restart, uh, fighting for P2 behind Scott Dixon. And then on lap 211, Newgarden was coming out of the pits, got stuck in lap traffic, and uh, hit the wall after he got into the marbles, getting too high up on the track, and that took him out of the race for a good 20-30 laps. Uh, the race finished with Dixon, Award, and Malukas on the podium. Uh, fourth and fifth were Rossi and McLaughlin. Six through ten was Herda, Hello, Rosenqvist, Power, and Erickson. Eleven through fifteen was VK, Grosjean, Ferrucci, Hunter Ray, and Kirkwood. Sixteen through twenty was Daly, Lingard, Lundqvist, DeFrancesco, and Ray Hall. Uh, 21 through 25 was Stingray Rob, Canapino, Castro Neves, uh, Ed Carpenter, and Joseph Newgarden. And then our DNFs were Takuma Sato, Callum Eilat, and Benjamin Peterson. Uh, pretty good race for an oval race. Um, St. Louis is a very interesting track. Yeah, it's really oddly shaped. Very acute. Yeah. You got a really tight tight turn uh in turn one and two and then a really really wide turn in turn three and four uh yeah it's quite interesting always leads to some interesting stuff they did uh have um 
alternate tires for the oval race, and they have never done that before. So every team was required to run a set of alternates at least once during the race. And to no one's surprise, the alternates were by far the worst tire to be on. <laughs> um, yeah. So most That's teams just did as short a stint as they could, uh, and then got back onto the primaries for the rest of the time. Yeah, uh, my favorite part of the race, I gotta say, was watching Holden Herta try to harass Pillow over and over again. Watching him, like, yeah. try to shove him out in the pit lane was yeah. super entertaining. I was like, what are you doing, man? What What do you think your job is here? <laughs> yeah, there was some scrappiness going on throughout this race between Herta and Pillow and Award and Newgarden. Uh, people were not afraid to, to uh, make some contact, which is... Always entertaining and fun to watch. Um, but uh, not a lot of DNFs, with all that being said. Uh, and most of the DNFs that did happen were self-inflicted, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too malicious. Uh, there was, in practice, an incident where Scott McLaughlin spun out in the infield, which distracted Will Power, caused him to go wide, and then he went into the wall, speared down across the track again, and took out Marcus Erickson. Um, and it should be noticed that Marcus Erickson did not have a backup chassis after I think his teammate took his backup chassis during the Indy 500 weekend. Uh, so Erickson had to take somebody else's backup chassis. Um, I'm not entirely sure whose car it was, uh, but it was an American Legion livery, and it looked very odd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they basically, it was a, a mix of Ericsson's normal livery and that blue American Legion livery on the tub. But they just used the the American Legion tub, put red and white stickers for his number on the side, and then used the same uh, like front wing that Ericsson would normally use. So it was a very odd-looking livery, yeah. but it also kind of worked. It kind of looks like the Alpha Towers a little bit. Yeah, I kept on thinking it was a Grand Marie Hall or something whenever I saw it. Yeah, it was it was a little odd, but it it kind of worked. Um, but I'm just glad he got he got to race and they figured something out. Because uh, uh, that that accident in practice was definitely not his fault. Yeah. Yeah, but aside um, from that, like it was pretty clean. It was just kind of a nice entry-level circle race. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as a result of this race, Justin Newgarden is now out of the championship picture. He can no longer win. Uh, Dixon is now the only challenger to pull out in that aspect. Um, with that being said, a top 10 in Portland pretty much guarantees pull out the championship. I think he only has to beat Dixon by, like... Well, he has to be ahead by... 50 points after Portland, uh, 50 some odd, 52, maybe 53, um, after Portland to win the championship. And I think he's 70 points ahead of Dixon right now or somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, so he basically just has to come within like 20 points of Scott Dixon to, to clinch the championship, uh, which shouldn't be very difficult. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that race in Portland this weekend. Yeah, you're 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 good to go to that, which I'm I'm very jealous, but also happy for you. So, I'll take <laughs> lots of videos for you. 
Amazing. I love it. People love that, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Same as like the concert videos. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you're, as long as your Snapchat story isn't like 30 minutes long, I don't think it'll be a problem. <laughs> it's like, bro, um, I saw the race. Right. Watch the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also in that race, David Malukas drove very well. He qualified well in, uh, p6 and he also managed to convert it to a podium in p3 so very good to see from him he uh hasn't had the greatest of seasons this year but uh it's not been horrible so it is nice to see him have a good result yeah um going quickly through the standings not much has changed other than scott dixon has pulled away from new garden now in second place uh, Pillow is still very much ahead, like we talked about. Um, O'Ward could challenge New Garden for P3 in the championship for sure, and so could McLaughlin. Um, past that, everything's pretty much locked in, unless some somebody further back wins the next race. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of the same as it has been. Uh, moving into our padding news section out of IndyCar. Um, well, still in IndyCar, actually, Marcus Erickson is moving to Andretti next season, uh, leaving Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, interesting news there. Chip Ganassi and Andretti, I would say, are pretty equal in terms of the, the skill and, uh, status and abilities of the teams. Yeah, I would say um, Chip Ganassi, at least with Below and Dixon, they seem so dialed in right now and Andretti has definitely not been as on top of it I mean they've had some some good races but especially with some of their pit strategies mid-season like I don't know I was really liking Chip Ganassi and they felt like they were kind of on a steamroll yeah I agree with you um I think uh Andretti's kind of fallen off the last couple of years but I think that's more due to drivers than anything else um it's hard to say uh, i would say kirkwood has been on the up and up for sure uh, he's won a couple races this year that is true Rajan has had just a heck of a time <laughs> uh i don't know if he'll keep his seat if he does i think it'll be i'll be pretty surprised um but if he does then next year is definitely it for him he needs to start winning um after that uh let's see Rita either has kinda... bad pit strategy or unfortunate bad luck in general bad luck or bad times of aggression or it's always yeah. something heard has had some really good races this year that have been foiled by by just bad luck in general so yeah i don't think you can really blame herda i think honestly he would have won maybe two or three races by now if it wasn't for some bad pit stops um so herda's i think looking the best of all the andretti drivers right now uh yeah that's true and then De francesco right erickson's getting there we don't know officially who he's who he's replacing yet i would wager it's probably De francesco uh, but I am not 100% sure. I don't think it has been officially announced. Um, but that will be a story to watch more in the IndyCar silly season. 
uh, which should start kicking off here pretty soon. Uh, speaking of silly seasons, in the Formula 1 silly season, Hulkenberg and Magnussen have been confirmed at Haas for next year. Uh, this is kind of the first driver news that we have this season. And, um, well, go ahead, Ben. I was right. I was so right. And you were wrong. I was right. Yeah. I called it. Yes. Yeah, you did. Uh, good job. I thought poor Cher might have a shot at that seat, but apparently not. Um, so I applaud you, sir. Good job on calling it exactly. Uh, I'm sure... Well, I'm not sure of anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can probably be sure that my uh, AlphaTauri prediction isn't going to come correct. But after this weekend, I don't know. The conspiracy theorist Ben is coming out. Lawson driving for AlphaTauri already. Yes. It sounds a lot like what I was what I was saying. Well, yes. But it's for well, the there wrong are, driver. There are, right. There are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so speaking of which uh Dana Ricardo broke his wrist in FP1 uh to this week in the Netherlands. Uh so he was replaced by Liam Lawson uh, for the rest of the weekend and I would wager probably next week in Italy as well. Um depending on how long Ricardo's recovery takes, possibly even Singapore and beyond, but uh that's too far out to know. Uh, it should be noted that Lance Stroll uh, drove his Aston Martin this year after breaking his wrist and only recovering for 18 days. So, That's a good point. Um, Ricardo, I would say, is probably going to want to tough it out and be back in the car by Singapore. However, Singapore is a very, very physically demanding race, so maybe not. Um, but we will see, I would say, probably United States at the latest, or is it? Japan before then. I don't I think US is oh, what's after Singapore? Let me go to revhang.com and check the race calendar. Yeah, it's a good thing there's a website that Nathan built where you can find all the stuff out super easily. Yeah. There is a website that I built where where like Ben said, you can find this stuff out super easily. And it's a really short uh, URL. Yes. Yep. Uh com will get you where you need to go. Uh, looks like in September after Singapore is Japan, and then Qatar, and then the U.S. Ah, oh, Qatar. Uh, I forgot about Qatar. Right. Qatar is not too difficult of a track in terms of physicality. Singapore and Japan are, but I would be surprised if Ricardo was not back by Japan. Um, so I'd say Qatar at the latest, but more than likely Singapore or Japan is when Ricardo will be back. He's going to want to get back in the car as soon as possible. Um, because if he's out too long, then he might not get renewed for next season at AlphaTauri, depending on how Lawson does. Uh, so he's going to want to get back in to protect his seat as much as he can. Yeah. yeah he's got to prove himself a little longer against Sinoda to make sure, just to feel safe. For sure. Um, so, but yes, Conspiracy Theory Ben has his tinfoil hat on right now. Um, yeah. Lawson, while is he is filling in for Ricardo, and that does look a certain way, I still think that he is not. I'm still very much inclined to believe that Polo is in the running more for that seat next year. Um, Which, obvious, I would obviously. rather that be true. Yeah. I would say 
it's still more likely, and the only reason they didn't have Polo fill in for Ricardo this week was because Polo has a race today. Uh, and he's not just going to go, oh, well, I don't really <laughs> need the IndyCar Championship uh, <laughs> just to go race one or two races. Yeah, I'm going to go um, watch Max Verstappen win in Zandervoort in the rain. Yeah, I'm going to go get last place more than likely uh, and give up my IndyCar Championship. Yeah, uh, it seems like not the right decision for him. So, um, <laughs> anyway, but Lawson is the next step, I would say. If Polo does not get the seat, I am pretty much 1,000% sure that Lawson will. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where that sits. Um, moving into Formula 1 and the Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, let's go through the top 10 in qualifying. It was Verstappen, Norris, Russell, Albon, Alonso, Sainz, Perez, Piastri, Leclerc, and Sargent in 10th place. Sargent getting into P3 or Q3 for the first time this season. Finally. Yeah, took him a while. Um, so going into the race, Verstappen took the lead out of turn one. The rain started on the first lap, and a quarter of the drivers pitted four enters, including Perez. It then started to rain even harder on lap two, forcing most of the rest of the drivers to pit, not all of them. Um, some of them decided to brave it out for the three or four laps that it did rain. Uh, Perez quickly gained the lead of the race on lap three, passing Verstappen in the pits. Uh, Verstappen then quickly made his way back through the field after his pit stop. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> uh, he was just... It, it's, it's so clear to see that Verstappen's in an absolute league of his own uh and when he's when he's when he's forced to try and actually put effort in he's just so much better than everybody else yeah watching him at the end of the race on the radio he's like they gave us a difficult time or they gave us a hard time or something like that no they didn't (laughs) yeah not really Uh, it was harder than normal he had to actually focus for about 10 laps of the race uh but anyway, the drivers who came in for Inter started to come in for slicks again by lap 11 after the rain stopped. Uh, Verstappen was able to pull off an undercut on Perez, and that was completely orchestrated by the team. So there's some spiciness there, uh, which I'm sure Perez was not too happy about. Um, Logan Sargent hit the wall and brought out a safety car on lap 16. The rain, uh, well, then after that, it wasn't too, it wasn't too much action. It was... For step and driving off into the sunset, um, and uh, Perez recovering um, from his poor pit strategy uh, until lap 62, when the rain started to come down again, forcing drivers into the pits. By the next lap, the rain was extremely heavy, and a lot of the drivers went off the track, including Perez. Uh, I think what was Leclerc was one of them. Uh, who else? Joe, Tsunoda, bunch of people <laughs> spun off the track. Yeah. Um, on lap when... 64. What's up? Oh, keep going. Sorry. Oh. Um, on lap 64, uh, Joe hit the wall very hard out of turn one and brought out a red flag for 40 minutes, partially because they had to repair the barriers um, and partially because it was raining so hard. Um and this was right as all the drivers were starting to pit for wet tires. Uh, on the restart, Alonso challenged Verstappen for a couple of laps, but soon fell behind by a few seconds. 
Uh, Perez got a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane, um, and Gasly was able to stay within five seconds of Perez to take P3. So, going into the results, Max Verstappen won the race, followed by Fernando Alonso and Pierre Gasly on the podium. Uh, first podium for Gasly in quite a while. Um, fourth and fifth were Perez and Sainz. Six through ten was Hamilton, Norris, Albon, Piastri, and Ocon. Um, Eleven through fifteen was Stroll, Hulkenberg, Lawson, Bottas, and Tsunoda. Sixteen was Magnussen, and then our DNFs were Russell, Joe, Leclerc, and Sargent. Uh, Russell and Leclerc had mechanical failures, and Joe had uh, obviously a massive accident, and Sargent did as well. Yeah, I I think this was the right amount of rain for a race. Yeah, it was it was pretty perfect. It was a very good race. Um, if you're introducing someone to Formula One, and you want to show them a one-off race, this would be one I would add to that list, uh, along with like Germany 2019. Uh, in terms of races with. Uh, mixed conditions, rain and dry, uh, and but not too much of one or the other, not too many red flags. Um, I would say definitely, definitely a good one to show people. Um, as a result of this race, Verstappen equaled uh, Sebastian Vettel's record of nine wins in a row, which is pretty bonkers. I don't think that's going to um, stop anytime soon either. Well, I don't think so. No? I, I, I I mean it can't it can't last forever, but yeah. It, well, at it least for this show. season, I guess. I should right. I should amend. I thought for sure after all of the chaos on the first lap, I was like, "Oh, this is it." <laughs> for Stab, yeah. not going to equal the record, but then he just kept getting to the front, uh, even after all the setbacks. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to say. Anything could happen. He could have an engine failure, and that would be it. He could get tagged by somebody into a turn one. Uh, we all fair. know how. We all know from Gran Turismo and other games that Monza turn one is very exciting sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but these guys are professionals, so it's not not usually quite as exciting. Yeah, um, and you're not racing against computers with no regard for personal safety. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, anything could happen. It just takes one incident to take Max out of a race. Um, I will say I do want him. I do kind of want to see him win Monza at the very least to break the record. Yeah, uh, I just want to see how far he can go. Yeah, but once I say once he breaks the record, then at that point, then I don't really care. Take him out. Uh, if if it doesn't, yeah, take him out. Um, I don't really care after that how long it goes. I honestly kind of hope it doesn't go too long so that we never see the record broken again. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, like, yeah, it would be pretty crazy if he won, if he ended up winning like 20 races in a row or something like that. Yep. Um, so who knows? Uh, I will say I do kind of want him to, uh, I do want him to break the, well, he's definitely going to break the record for most wins in a season. He's his own record that he holds. Um, but I also want to see him break the the record for the highest win percentage in a season, yeah, um, which is like ninety two percent or something like that. And I think if he wins out, I think he has to 
win all but one of the races to do that. Uh, I think that record is... I think Alberto Ascari owns that record from like the 60s, <laughs> 50s or 60s. So that would be a pretty pretty crazy accomplishment with when when races there were like 10 races a season back then and now there's 24 and so yeah. that would be a pretty nuts it's a very different sport back then oh for sure yeah <laughs> um but uh anyway uh perez had some trouble this weekend uh with pit strategy pit stuffs in general um the last pit stop that he had, he got stuck in the pit lane because the red flag came out before he could get out of the pit lane, and so the pit lane closed. Uh, so he was going to go a lap down, but because of how things all worked out, he ended up starting P3 after the red flag again, so that didn't really affect him too much. Yeah, I was really worried um, about that. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta I was be like, kidding. if he goes a lap down because of that, that, that'd be crazy. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, Mercedes had a rough weekend, too, um, with Hamilton qualifying in 13th, and uh, Russell did qualify third, but then was he did not have a very good race after that. Um, Hamilton did have a pretty good race. He finished sixth from 13th, uh, and after all that craziness, I would say that was pretty good, but definitely not a smooth weekend. Um, rain pretty much shook everything up. Uh... Alex Albon looked pretty strong for most of the weekend. He finished 8th in this race, uh, which I think might be his highest finish of the season. Uh, not 100% sure, but he did bring back some solid points for Williams, uh, putting them officially ahead of Haas instead of tied with them. Um, so good stuff from Albon. Uh, I would say Sargent had a... <laughs> I would say Sargent had a good weekend, but it didn't really... Go he had his a promising way. weekend. He showed potential some was potential. There. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, he did crash out twice over the course of the weekend. So, yeah. Uh, you know, any positives that the team took from that in terms of re signing him were probably canceled out. Um, well, I did see I did see that uh, the team is pretty much standing standing behind him on the rest on the crash, at least uh, during the race. It looked like there was some hydraulic problem uh, mm. with the steering or something uh, that caused gotcha. him to not be able to to keep it on the track. So at least, well, at least cool. there's that. And it sounds like he's definitely going to be there for at least another year. Solid. Um, well, good stuff. Um, and then Liam Lawson also, I'd say, had a pretty good weekend for his debut. Uh, he did qualify last, however, he did finish 13th in the race, ahead of three finishers, Bottas, Sunoda, and Magnussen, um, which, for your first weekend, I'd say is pretty good. Yeah, out-finishing your teammate, especially? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, good stuff from Lawson. Uh, not quite the crazy debut that we saw from Dave DeVries last year, but... Um, I think, uh, that was due to DeVries being in a Williams at the easiest track on the calendar <laughs> and the Williams being a rocket ship in a straight line. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go through the standings real quick. Um, if, if we even need to, not much has changed. Alonzo's now in P3. I think 
past Lewis after this race. Yeah. Uh, so Alonso takes P3 in the drivers. Um, Sainz and Leclerc are now tied for Ferrari uh, at 5 and 6. Past that, nothing too interesting. Um, had to add another row for Liam Lawson. I just it seemed like every week I'm adding new rows to the spreadsheet. <laughs> um, I was so confused there for a little bit. I scrolled too far and went down to the pit stop championship. I was like, "What the shit? What is yeah. what's Perez doing? Does make any sense at all?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so and then in teams like constructors championship, not nothing's really changed at all. Um, so moving on to the pit stop championship. Uh, it was Verstappen on top with a 2.01 second pit stop this week, uh, followed by Piastri and Norris with the exact same fastest pit stop at 2.27 seconds. And then Ocon and Lawson both also had the exact, oh my goodness, <laughs> looking down the list, uh, Ocon and Lawson had the exact same time at 2.43 seconds for fourth and fifth. Uh, Stroll and Perez had the exact same time at 2.46 seconds wow. uh, for 6th and 7th. And then Gasly and Tsunoda were almost exactly the same, but not quite. Uh, so Gasly was 8th, Tsunoda was 9th, and Bottas was 10th. Uh, and then we do have two more duplicates at the bottom. Both Haas's had 3.35 as their best pit stop. Um, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder if their stopwatch was a little messed up, but anyway. Uh, standings for the Pit Stop Championship. Uh, again, nothing much has changed. Uh, still very much Perez out front, followed by Leclerc and Verstappen. Uh, Mercedes not doing too well in the constructors compared to how they have been in the past. Uh, even AlphaTauri is starting to drop off a little bit. Uh, moving on to the overtake of the week. I gave this one to Lewis Hamilton for his overtake on Yuki Tsunoda on lap 55 of the Dutch Grand Prix. He's, this was into turn one. Um, it was very, very nice to watch. It was Hamilton uh, going around the outside of Tsunoda into that banked turn one. Uh, when they turned in, Hamilton was completely behind Tsunoda, and when they came out of the corner, Hamilton was completely ahead of Tsunoda. He just drove way faster around the outside it was pretty crazy to watch um so that was my overtake of the week there wasn't anything too spectacular other than, other than that this week so that was what took the spot um moving into our prediction segment which is always fun to talk about <laughs> uh st louis and gateway and the bomberetto automotive group 500 uh, all the names that this race has. Um, let's start with pole position. What did you have, Ben? Oh boy, I had Ericsson. Ericsson, and I had Rosenqvist, uh, yeah, neither was... of which were... <laughs> yeah, good. it was New Garden. We should have known. That was our bad. It was New Garden, yeah, on pole. Uh, and then going into the podium, <laughs> uh, what did you have on your podium, Ben? I got slaughtered this week. I had Newgarden, Ericsson, and Power. Yeah, and I had Newgarden, Award, and Power. I did get Award correct, uh, but Newgarden and Power were not on the podium. Uh, so both of us missed on those two. 
Uh, and then winning number of pit stops. What there were three, have? and I had four. And I had five, and 90% of the drivers had five pit stops. But then Scott Dixon comes along and cancels out two of his pit stops <laughs> just because he's so good. Uh, so the winning number of pit stops was three. <laughs> he was, was I think, the only driver with three pit stops, and he won the race. Uh, yeah, pretty nuts. Um, so moving on to the Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, let's remind everybody of our top five. It was Verstappen, Alonso, Gasly, Perez, and Sainz. What did you have, Ben? Well, I had Verstappen, free bingo space, and then I had Perez, mm-hmm. Hamilton, Norris, and Russell, and then I had Albin as my dark horse. He actually did okay, but uh, not quite podium finish. Yeah, Albon did do very well this week. Uh, qualified P4. Um, pretty, pretty nuts. Uh, I had Verstappen and Alonso and Norris, Hamilton, and Perez. Uh, and then Bottas was my dark horse, so I got Verstappen and Alonso correct. That was and a good then, call, on Alonso. Uh, yeah, I thought the uh, I thought the Aston Martin might be pretty good this weekend. Um, so yep, I got Verstappen and Alonso, but the rest wrong. I don't know what I was thinking with my Bottas dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, fastest lap went to Fernando Alonso. Both of us said Verstappen, so uh, both of us whiffed there yeah. on the semi-free bingo space. Usually it's Verstappen, but sometimes it's not. Um, and then driver of the day went to Fernando Alonso. What'd you have? Yeah, I had Verstappen. And I, once again, nailed it with Alonso. Alonso coming in the clutch for me this week. Yeah. Yeah, top um, tier fantasy driver this week. For sure. I need to check my iPhone fantasy. I haven't checked it in like three months. A lo- it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, maybe we should do a segment on that next week or next uh, next year, next season. Yeah, we'll just have an F one fantasy section. That'd be fun. Um, oh, I see you're <laughs> you're catching up on oh, stuff. Oh no, I didn't put anything in. Okay, we will be right you're back right. <laughs> uh, after these messages. All right, we have returned uh, with our predictions for the coming week in motorsports, starting with IndyCar and the Grand Prix of Portland, which Ben will be attending, and I'm sure taking notes on his predictions. I will Isn't that right, Ben? 100% remember to do that in between the Jack and Cokes and the slices of pizza. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> good things to have in Portland. Whiskey's the best um, way to stay hydrated when you're out in the sun all day. <laughs> Of course, because it's not like it's been hot and the air quality's been bad in, in Oregon as of late uh, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, pole position. What do you have for me, Ben? I have power on pole position. I watched him last year and he killed it, so I'm excited to see him this year. Okay. And I have Alex Pillow on pole. Uh, who's your podium going to be? My podium, in no particular order, I have New Garden Power and Pillow. Power trio. Awesome. And my podium is going to be Polo Award and Lundgaard. Um, so, yeah, winning pit stops. What do you have? I have three pit stops. I honestly don't remember how many there were last year, but uh, something like a, a good round number. Okay, and I have two because, yeah, same reason, but I chose two instead. Two, but with a safety <laughs> car, essentially. 
So maybe it sure. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Formula One Italian Grand Prix. Top five. What do you got, Ben? We got Verstappen. We got Perez. Norris, Sainz, and Piastri. Piastri. Shoot. Uh, and I have Hulkenberg as my dark horse. Beautiful. I have Verstappen, free bingo space, followed by Perez, Norris, Albon, and Piastri, and my dark horse is Logan Sargent. Wow, you're really um, betting on that straight line speed in the Williams, huh? I am. Uh, that's entirely the reason for the Albon. <laughs> All of it, baby. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've got Williams doing very well next week. Hopefully, that is the case. I want to see Sargent score points before the end of the season, and yeah. I think this might be one of his last opportunities. So, uh, that is my guess. Fastest lap, what do you got, Ben? It's going to be Verstappen. Yep, I am in agreement there, even though it wasn't last time. Hey, that uh, was the rain. <laughs> that was, sure. The we'll, gods we'll conspired against him. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, and he still won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so does so that make Verstappen <laughs> a god of his, a god of his own? Um, anyway, driver of the day, what do you have? I have Carlos Sainz because if he gets fourth, like I'm predicting, in if he gets anywhere near the podium in Italy with the way Ferrari's been performing, he's going to be a hero. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> and I have Alex Albon for the same reason. So one of our fourth place predictions possibly yeah. gets driver. Of the day. <laughs> um. All right, that runs off our predictions for the coming week in motorsports. Uh, ben has some words of wisdom for us, so why don't you uh, get started, Ben? Yep, I lied on the script. It's not actually about watering the lawn in the evening. It's actually about buying a CBRN mask. If you are able to, you should definitely have one for every member of your family. Not only because they're cool, but they also protect you from CBRN, chemical, biological. Shit, what's the R stand for again? Something that starts with an R in nuclear. I, re- I I know this. Why can't I think of it now? I'll Wouldn't come up with it next podcaster. Oh, yeah. Wait. I don't know. It's not radiation. That That's not how that works. No. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, they protect you from lots of stuff that the internet can tell you about more specifically. Um, and I definitely recommend they can be kind of expensive. You know, it's like $300 for a decent mask. But, I mean something bad happens or even if it's like really spooky outside or something like that you throw on your apocalypse cbrn mask not only do you look cool you'll be breathing super well and laughing at all your friends who don't have them <laughs> awesome stuff man you're welcome uh <laughs> this has been Pepper right. ben, signing off awesome <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rev Hang. If you enjoyed it, leave a like or rating on the platform you listened on. It really helps us out. If you want to see updated standings for IndyCar and F1 or a calendar of upcoming races from all sorts of different series, check out our website, RevHang.com. If you have a question about racing or about us, hit us up on Twitter or X now using hashtag RevHangPodcast, and we may feature your question on the next show. You can also follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and myself at 2N underscore squared. We'll be back in a week to talk about the IndyCar Grand Prix of Portland and the Formula One Italian Grand Prix. That episode might be delayed due to scheduling, and Ben will be in Portland. Partying up in Portland. Also, it's chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear. Uh, I always try to lump radiological and nuclear into the same thing, but they're not the same thing.
Okay. Good stuff, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, guys. See ya.